0: Happy New Year. Happy new year. <laughs> it was like one percent better than 9:30. I, 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 I don't want to guess at why everyone is so sluggish today. I, let me just give you another chance. OK? Happy new, Happy new Year. Thank you, thank you. It's so good to be in 2019. I'm glad you're here with me. Uh, that's awesome. It's brand new year, Sorry, a brand new year, and it's not just any year. Uh, it's a, a year that ends with nine, right? We're at the end of a decade. Right? This is the last one. This is the last 2019 we get in 359 days now. We will be starting a brand new decade 2020. Unbelievable. We made it almost to 2020. We're wrapping up this decade. And I know some of you are thinking it's just a number. If somebody just picked it, like a world leader a long time ago that we don't know, he just decided when one would start and two would start, and now we're at 2019, it could have just as easily have been any other number, and you're right, it could have just as easily been any other number, but it is the number that we have this year. 2019 is the last year of a decade, and we're six days in. Uh, Anybody make, make any resolutions? I think that's the answer Joey got just a minute ago, right? Anybody broken any resolution? I mean, we're six days in. It's hard to stay committed for six days. So, probably already broken some resolutions. Uh, The beginning of January for me always seems to get on top of me really fast. Uh, Like for all of you, December is just crazy. And then all of a sudden it's Christmas. And so you're seeing family and you're traveling and friends and you got obligations. And we did a little bit of traveling. And then I came back, and I spent uh, most of this past week at a conference with some of our college students, and all of a sudden, we're six days into January, and I I feel like I'm way behind already. It's like the train has already left the station, and everybody's getting back into their routine, and I haven't quite caught up yet, and so I I thought maybe we, we start this year, since probably I'm not the only one that feels this way, I thought maybe it's a good idea if we just pause for a minute at the beginning of this year, if we we take some time to to get refreshed before we launch into running a million miles an hour, uh, some time to realign ourselves with the purposes that God's put in our hearts, to to get refocused on the things that are really important, we're going to spend this next month talking about restarting. How to get a clean start, how to get a fresh start. Just wipe the slate clean, let's move forward into 2019, and and, and let's clear out some areas of our life. Uh, When it it comes to your your devices, your your computers, your, your, your phones, your iPads, sometimes it helps to restart right so when somebody's having a problem with somebody else not you but when somebody else is having a problem with their device one of the things that people are going to say is have you restarted it did you try restarting it some if your phone freezes up somebody's going to say try restarting it your computer is not working right you need to, you need to try restarting it the, the internet at home is not working right have you restarted it Roku's not connected, so you can't get your channel, why don't you try restarting it? And come on, for most of us who say, why don't you try restarting it, what that means is, I have no clue how to fix it, let's see if this works. Like, just hopefully, magically, this will this, fix things, I don't know, maybe, and, and most of the time it does, I mean, a, a large percent of the time, just getting a fresh start, just rebooting just, just stepping back for a minute, and somehow everything fixes itself. And it's not just technology. Six weeks ago or so, um, some of our great coffee volunteer people were, were back here in the back, and we thought we were having problems with the water line. We thought we were having problems with the coffee maker. And so I come out of the door, and they explained the whole thing to me. Guess what I did? I restarted it. It didn't fix anything, but I did it. That's what we normally do, right? We don't know what to do, so, okay, I'm going to restart it. Um, Sometimes, though, I've found that it's easy to give somebody else that advice, but not take that advice ourselves. It's easy to look at somebody else's problem and know, I don't have a clue what's going on, so try restarting it. I don't know. But sometimes when when we're having a problem... We think, well, I got to fix this. I got to figure this out. If I keep tinkering, if I keep messing with it, then then I'll be able to fix me. I'll be able to fix these problems. Even though we would tell somebody else, look, you just need a fresh start. You just need to start over. You you just you just need a new start in in your life or in that area. We were talking about this topic in staff several weeks ago as we were planning for the new year. And and John O. used to work for Apple, and so. Jono said that the, the, the principle at Apple is that restarting typically fixes 80% of the problems that people call tech support about, and yet people have to call tech support so that they can tell them to restart their device. Right? We, we, we don't always think about it when it's us. We think, hey, you should do it, but we don't always think, you know what I need is a, we need a, a restart Another challenge with restarting is restarting always means interrupting. You can't restart unless you stop what you're doing and give it a few minutes or seconds or hours or days or however long it takes. You've got to step back from your work and let the device restart. None of us are filled with joy when our phone just automatically shuts down, right? Nobody likes that interruption, When we get the message on our computer that says, updates are finished, you now must restart your computer. And usually it says, would you like to start now or later? And the answer is always later. later. I don't have time right now. I can't stop what I'm doing to restart my computer. Most of us learned how to save documents and projects because A restart happened to us in the middle of a document or project that we had not yet saved. Can I get an amen, right? You've been there, right? That's how we learn to control S every 30 seconds, right? Control S, control, save, save, save. Because we lost a whole bunch of work because the computer just decided to restart. Restarting is never convenient. It's never a fun time. You have to interrupt... You, you, you have to disengage from the work that's right in front of you. That's the hard part about restarting, especially in a new year because, like I said, we're already off and running in this new year. We're six days in. Everybody's back to their routines. Kids are back in school. Practices have started. Games have started. Like, we're flying down the highway, and if we're going to restart, if we're going to refresh, we've got to disengage for a few minutes or a few days in order to allow a reboot of our lives. That's what we're going to do over this month. We're going to take some areas of our lives. We're going to say, Can step back, and let's try to get a fresh start. I, I, I want to start in uh, Psalm chapter 85. If you have your Bibles, it's right in the middle of the Bible. If you open your Bible to the middle, you'll probably be somewhere in the Psalms. It's a collection of Songs and prayers and poems that were used in worship by God's people in the Old Testament. Psalm 85, at the top of Psalm 85, sort of the heading in my Bible is, From the director of music, of the sons of Korah, a psalm. So, this particular psalm is written by the sons of Korah. It's not a boy band. It's not even a gospel quartet. Right? Group of guys, group of worship leaders who wrote quite a bit of the Psalms. They wrote the songs and the poems and the prayers that God's people used in worship. I'll tell you a little bit more about their history in just a minute. This is how they start Psalm 85. You, Lord, showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. So through, through the beginning of this particular song or prayer, all the verbs are past tense. So the sons of Korah are looking back, and they're acknowledging They're confessing what God has done for them in the past. Here are some of the verbs. He showed favor. He restored fortunes. He forgave iniquity. He covered sins. He set aside wrath. He turned from anger. All of that's looking back. God, you did all of these incredible things in our life in the past, and there's a sense of gratitude There's there's almost a sense, you'll see in the rest, there's almost a sense of longing for the time that God did those things. So before they move forward, they're looking back. As we start 2019, I think it'd be good to look back individually, each of us, as we go through this morning. There were good things that happened in your life and my life in 2018, there was goodness, there was joy. Maybe not the whole year we're going to get to that in just a minute. Maybe not everything that happened to you was great, but I, I think if you're honest and you kind of replay the twelve months of 2018, you'll go that was good that was good that that moment in our family that was that was good that that success, but that was good. there was joy there, there was moments of hope, there was moments of peace. God, you showed up in some way. you taught me some things. you showed me some things. In 2018, I have an app on my phone, some of you have seen it, uh, and throughout the year, it's called One Second a Day, throughout the year I collect one second videos of whatever is happening in my life, and then at the end of the year it gets all mashed up, and it's, it's, it's just this reminder of moments of goodness and joy and, and, and family and friends and God and, and, and what happened over the past year. I, I want us to do that. Before we jump into 2019, can can you you lay your mind, just reflect on 2018, what were those moments? And then I want us to tell those to God. Just Just like the sons of Korah did, you showed favor to me, you forgave me, you loved me. God, this was such a meaningful moment in my life, in my family, in, in my relationships, in my, in my career. God, I, I saw so many good things happen. Whatever it is for you, it would be different for all of us. Whatever it is for you, before we jump to 2019, I want us to look back and be grateful. And, and I want us to do something It may seem a little weird to you. It's okay. We can be weird every once in a while. We're not weird every week. We can be weird Sometimes. I I want you to put your Bible down or whatever's in your hand. And when I pray in just a minute, you don't have to practice it. You don't have to do it right now. But when I pray in just a minute, I want you to turn your hands up like this as a way of saying God, showing God thanks. God, I want to thank you for the good things that I saw in my life, for your favor, for your love, right? And some of you are really weird, like you're going to stretch your hands way up. That would be awesome. If you're just sort of weird, then just... Just about right here. Be fine. Nobody's looking around. I'm going to be praying. Now, when I pray, you, you don't have to listen to my prayer. And I'm going to voice the prayer just so there's not awkward silence. But this is your time to say, God, thank you for this moment and this moment and this second and this day and what, I, what you did here. Are we good? Are we weird? Awesome. Good. I want us to be weird. Here we go. Let's pray. God, God, we want to pause. 2019 stretching out in front of us, and in some ways it's running away from us already. Some of us, like myself, some of us already feel behind, uh, like we haven't quite got in the groove yet, and, and, and we're already behind on expectations and assignments, and, and a paper's already laid, and a report's already behind, and, but God, we want to restart, and, and we want to start restarting by confessing your goodness that you were good to us in 2018, that you gave us joy in areas of our life. You you healed. God, you, you blessed, you showed up. You were with us. You never you never once walked away. You never abandoned us. God you you healed some relationships in our lives. You gave us courage At times when we were afraid, you gave us strength at times when we were weak in 2018. And it's so easy to look ahead that we forget to look behind us. And so we confess today that you're a good God and you were good in 2018. We thank you for being our God. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, If we're honest, 2018 wasn't all good. Right for any of us, it wasn't all good. It was hard. There were some hard things about 2018 for each of us individually. Uh, there were some struggles that we had, that we had we had difficulty overcoming. Maybe we didn't overcome them. Maybe anxiety that w- that we have been plagued with before it was just still there in 2018. There or there was a wound in 2018. It was a. There was a brokenness in 2018, there was a betrayal, there was a hurt, the, somebody walked out of your life, there was pain in 2018, and we probably shouldn't carry that into 2019. There's probably some things about 2018 that just need to stay in 2018. We just need to leave them there. God, by your power, I want to leave that there. I don't want to bring that fear into 2019 that I dealt with so much in 2018. I don't want to bring the anger that I've been nursing the past six months, eight months, 12 months. I don't want to bring the anger that I've been nursing into 2019 because it's not going to get me where you want me to be. What what do you want to leave? What what do you want to say good riddance to? I, I I don't want that to be a part of... Me, There are parts of who we are that have to change if we want to restart. There's parts that we have to leave behind us in 2018, and that's a part of confession too. As John was trying to help me understand this restarting idea, he had to speak slowly and in really simple terms because I don't speak technology. I use technology. I don't speak technology. So he tried to put it just as on the ground floor for me so that I could get it. And he said the, the reason that restarting often works is because when we run a program or when we run an app, We're in a program, in our device, that there's a footprint of what that app or what that program is doing, and that even when we close out of it, there's still part of that footprint still there, Uh, pieces of that process that get left behind. Even when I'm not using it, even when I'm not thinking about that program, I don't need that program, I've exited out of that program, but it kind of leaves a shadow behind and if we do that long enough, we put enough of those shadows, enough of those little pieces of footprint, then that's what causes often our device to slow down, to get sluggish, to, to freeze, to glitch, to, to stop working. And what restarting does is it erases that map. It, it erases that footprint so that you get a, you get a clean start. And I thought, Man, that's, that's just like our life. Because last year, there were footprints of things that got laid down in my life, in your life. There was hurt that got laid down. There were wounds that got laid down in your life. Um, uh, it, 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 there was anger that got laid down in our lives. There were all these little things. And even when I'm not thinking about them, right, e- even when I think I'm over them, they're running in the background often, right, that fear. Running in the background. Anxiety. Running in the background. And so as we start 2019 and and we talk about confessing, what we're saying to God is, God, I need you to wipe that clean. I'm not suggesting it just magically goes away. I'm not trying to make this so simplistic. But I am saying as we start a new year and we bring all of those hurts and pains and disappointments from 2019 and say, God, they're still there. They're still running in the background. I I need you to give me a clean start. I need you to give me a fresh start to this new year. The sons of Korah knew all about this. If you go back to Numbers chapter 19, Korah, like the patriarch of their family, he rebels against Moses and leads his tribe, his clan to to rebel against Moses. And as a result, they meet the judgment of God. And in Numbers 19, it looks like they all get wiped out. But apparently, not all of them got wiped out because generations later, there's a group of the sons of Korah who have decided, we don't want to be what we were. We don't want to run that program again. We don't want to have the same glitch in our app. We want to become something new. And they become... The worship leaders of God's people. You and I have to do that. We have to look sometimes at 2018 and all the, all the negative and all the hurt and, and the sin. The, the sin. We have to take an honest look at 2018 and say, God, I, I disobeyed you in some areas. And I don't want to run that program again in 2019. God, I did it my way and rejected your way in 2018, and I want to wipe the slate clean. I want to receive your forgiveness, and I want to start new. I don't want that program running in the background anymore. So let's let's confess that. I'm going to pray again. I'm going to ask you to pray for you. I can't pray for you on this one. I'm asking you to pray for you, confessing to God the things that you want to leave in 2018, the hurt, the fear, the disobedience that needs to be left in 2018. And this time, instead of lifting our hands, let's just lift our hands straight in front of us. As a sign of saying, God, I'm giving this over to you. I'm not going to carry this into 2018. I'm not going to keep running this program in my mind, in my heart, in my life. I'm handing this over to you the best I know how this morning so that I could restart. Let's pray. God, we look back at 2018 and for all of the joy and goodness and hope and peace that we experienced in some areas of our lives, we also experienced hurt. We also experienced disappointment. We experienced wounding. We sinned. We disobeyed you. We carried shame. And we want to confess all that to you because we don't want to carry it into 2019. Where we need to receive forgiveness, we want to to experience forgiveness today. Where we need to leave hurt and anger and anxiety in 2018, we want to leave it there and not carry it forward into 2019. God, we want to give that to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. So the sons of Korah, Continue in verse 4. They've confessed, God, you did these great things, and there's the insinuation, we've been far from you, we've disobeyed you, we want to come back to you, and so here's what they write, restore us again, God our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. God, would you reawaken our hearts towards you? God, would you refresh my desire for you. Would you revive us again? Would you breathe new life into my spirit at the beginning of this year? What, what a great prayer for the beginning of 2019. God, it was good things in 2018. It was hard things in 2018. As we step into 2019, would you revive our hearts? Would you reawaken my desire for you in this coming year. The sons of Korah, they had confession and then they had a cry. They, they had an appeal to God, God, we want to be revived. We want to be re- We want our souls to reawaken to who you are. And, and, and it, it sounds like a desperate cry. It sounds like a desperate cry. God, we, we don't want to go on without you. We, we don't want to go on separated from you. We don't, don't want to go on with the hurt and pain of 2018. Would you reawaken our hearts? Would you revive our hearts to you? Draw us closer to you. Awaken our minds to you. Give us new passion, new fire for who you are. And, and, and I know we, we all come into 2019 at different places spiritually. We're, we're all at different places. We're all feeling different things. We've all experienced God in different ways leading up to January 6, 2019. For some of us, you're as, you feel as close to God as you've ever felt. Your heart is alive to who he is and what his mission is, and what his purposes are for you. You've, you've gained from his word. You've, you've learned new insight about who he says he is in scripture. Your, your prayer life is on fire. And, you, and your prayer as you're going into 2019 is, God, just more of that, more of that. God, I want to know you more. I want to experience more of that. But others of us, that, that's not us. We fall into a couple of other categories. Uh, for example, some of us fall into the spiritually forgetful category. Spiritually for Twenty eighteen was a year of spiritual forgetfulness for some of us, and what I mean by that is God just wasn't on our radar. That's just one. I mean, if somebody came up to us and said, "Do you believe in God?" we would have said yes. But practically, in the living out of our life in 2018, we, we just didn't acknowledge that. And God, God didn't direct our thinking. He, he didn't influence our relationships. He, 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 he wasn't a part of our choices and our decision in the, in the life that we were living. We, he just wasn't on our radar. Maybe that was your 2018 and maybe that's why you're here today. Maybe something in you at the beginning of 2019 said, I can't leave God out for another year and for whatever reason, God motivated you to be here. This is a great restart day for you where you say, I'm not going to live another year with God not on my radar, with God just out there somewhere and not really a part of my life. I don't want to be spiritually forgetful anymore. Uh, Others of us are what I would call spiritually dry. We haven't forgotten God, but we just don't feel like God's listening. We, we, We don't sense that God is close. And sometimes there's an explanation for that. Sometimes we've disengaged from community and it's led to a dryness in our spiritual life. Sometimes we're not in His Word, and that's led to a dryness in our life. Uh, sometimes we've been through hard times, and, and we felt like God isn't close, and so that's led to spiritual dryness. Sometimes we can put our finger on it, and sometimes we can't. Like If you walk with God for very long, and you're honest, you'll say, you know, there's some times I, I, I just don't feel the the fire of God at work in my life, and I don't know why. I'm, I, I'm trying to read the Bible, and I'm trying to pray, and I'm, I'm in community, but I'm just like a desert right now. Some of us come into 2019 that way. The, the good news is God, God gives springs in the desert. Even in the dryness of our walk with Him, God shows up and says, I, I got water that will never run dry. You keep walking. You keep looking to me. You cry out with the sons of Korah and say, God, I need you to refresh my heart this year. I need you to revive my spirit. I, 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 I feel dry. I feel distant from you. Revive us again, God. And then honestly, I, I think some of us are just on spiritual cruise control. We're just on spiritual cruise control we have the set it and forget it mentality when it comes to our spirituality. Cruise control can be awesome, right? Set it and forget it is awesome when you're driving 10 hours somewhere. All right, because you don't have to keep figuring, oh, I'm 20 miles over the speed limit. I need to slow down. Oh, I'm ten miles under the speed limit. I need to scoot I need to speed up it's this speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. You just set it, and you don't have to think about it anymore, and you're just cruising down there. It's great for driving. It's terrible for your spiritual life. And if if there's if there's a spiritual plague in the North American church, I think it's spiritual cruise control. I think we just set it, and we just kind of show up and kind of go home and Maybe we think about God, maybe we don't think about God, it's just kind of there. Somebody walked up to you and said, You love Jesus? You say, Yeah, of course I do. You're a Christ follower? Yeah, of course I am. But the pattern of our spiritual life is you just kind of set it and forget it. You couldn't honestly say that you've grown spiritually in the last year. I mean, if you're on, you couldn't honestly say. And God has taught me new things. God has strengthened my faith. God has shown me things about who He is in His Word. There's been no growth. It's just been cruise control. Just, just been. It. You haven't seen God use you in new ways. God hasn't burdened you with a purpose. God hasn't burdened you with helping someone that needs to be the marginalized, the, those on the edge of our society, like God has it, put you into mission and ministry, You're just kind of showing up. You gather with God's people for worship, nothing else comes up. If nothing else gets on the calendar, then yeah, we try to be, there. if we didn't stay out too late on Saturday night, we We try to get there. If we're not too tired on Sunday morning, I mean, we try to get there. There's just uh, apathy, there's just a complacency. And again, in your heart, like if somebody asks you, Do you love God? Are you a Christ follower? Yeah, that's me. But you couldn't look at your heart and say, Man, I've been reawakened. I, I, I'm revived by there's a new fire, there's a new life bubbling out of my life for God. Just, just don't cruise control. Like, I, I get my kids to Journey Kids Ministry. If there's nothing else going on, try to have them here. Get my teenagers in Journey Student Ministry. There's nothing else going on, and we're not too tired, and they don't have a test the next day, and there's no, this thing doesn't happen, and that thing doesn't happen. And... The statistics are, are, are pretty clear. The number of individuals who attend a church is largely unchanged over the last 30 to 50 years. Largely unchanged. The number of individuals who say they go to a church What has drastically changed, what has drastically changed is the number of times in any given month or year that a specific person goes to their church. Drastically changed. From about three times a month to somewhere between one, once or twice a month. Why? Because we're all on spiritual cruise control. There's an apathy, a complacency that has set in among God's people... Where God is not the first, the end all, the fire, the passion of my life. He's the... If I don't have anything else of my life. If it, maybe I'll serve. Maybe I'll actually be a part of the ministry of the church where I attend. Maybe, if there's nothing else that's going... To keep me away. If I'm not too tired. Maybe I'll serve. Or maybe I'll sign up to serve. But I actually won't accept any calendar request. I'll sign up to serve. But they keep sending me that thing. And I just don't respond. I just don't want to be bothered. Like the, the kingdom of God. Is what is most needed. In the world that we live in. Jesus said. Our Father, your kingdom come. Come. And we are his kingdom. How heartbreaking that the kingdom of God would be made up of cruise control people, complacent people, apathetic people. I believe God has blessed our ministry. I believe God is blessing our ministry. I believe God is going to entrust to us people who need to know Jesus and people who need to grow in Jesus. And that means we need more of you in service. We need more of you using the gifts and abilities that you have to serve what God is doing through the church where you attend. We need you. We need people because we... we all expect when we get here, somebody's going to tell us where to park, right? Somebody's going to greet us at the door. They're going to be nice. They're going to be hospitable. we are going, going to have a We're going to have a warm cup of coffee when we get here. You know who makes warm cups of coffee? People do. That may shock you. Like, we did not invest in an automatic coffee maker that just, we computer set it, and it just makes everybody's coffee. Like, people who care about other people. People who care about serving other people. People who care about coming around our foster care families and loving them and encouraging them and praying for them. Those people are serving people. We're, we're jumping into 2019. And we just need to pray, God, revive our hearts Again, renew, refresh, bring new life to my spiritual walk. Use my hands, use my feet, use my relationships. Use my mouth to share the gospel. Use my arms to comfort and encourage somebody. Use me, revive me at the beginning of 2019. Confession, God, this is what you did. This is what I want to leave behind. Cry, God, revive us again. But the chapter ends with a confidence by the sons of Korah. Look at the last two verses. The Lord will indeed give what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his death. The Lord will indeed give what is good. And there will be a harvest. God is going to do something in 2019. The kingdom of God is going to come in 2019. And you're either going to be on the front end of that. We're either going to be in the middle of that or we're just going to watch it come. God, revive us. That we would have the confidence to say in our lives, in our church, in our 2019. You are going to do What is good? Here's how I want to end. I want us to pray one more time. And I want us to pray with our hands up like this. Because I want us to pray and tell God we are ready to receive the good that He wants to do in 2019. We are ready to be the people He wants us to be. We are ready to live the lives He wants us to live. To respond to His calling As he speaks it to us in 2019, we believe God is going to do good in 2019, and we want to receive all of that as people who have been set ablaze, fresh and new at the beginning of 2019. God, our hands are out, our hands are open, and we want to receive the good that you intend to do in 2019. We we don't want to just read about the good that you're doing in some other part of the world. We don't want to just read about the good that you're doing somewhere else. We want to receive the good that you planned for 2019 because our hearts have been brought to life. They've been refreshed and revived and renewed and refocused at the beginning of this year. That our lives would be used for your glory. That our lives would be used to see the kingdom of God come right here in this community and around the world. We believe it in Jesus' name. Amen.